Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the Sunday School to for today. We are we have lost our computer uh yesterday and we're not able to uh, get it on, so we're gonna have to um hopefully we can we'll be able we'll be able to um do the Sunday school lesson by our cell phone. This is our first time doing it, so we don't know how it's going to come out, whether it's going to record or what. Sunday school lesson, July 11, 2021. Lesson number six, a devotional reader come from songs. Come from songs. Devotional reading will come from songs. 71, uh, 1 through 6, standard 17 through 24, standard. Background scripture comes from Romans. Background scripture comes from Romans. Romans uh, 1, print passages of Romans 1, 8 through 17. Key verses, uh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. First to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. First to the Jews, and then to the Gentiles. Um, We want to say um, our big subject for today, a gift to strengthen you. A gift to strengthen you. As a result of experiencing this lesson, the participants should be able to do these things, discern the power of God as illustrated and illustrated in Paul's faith, affirm the power of God's salvation in family and friends, pray for salvation of the world, believing that it is possible. Key terms for this lesson is faith, gospel, prayers, serve, thank, and witness. Faith, faithfulness, belief, or trust, gospel, the good news of the coming of the Messiah, God, good tidings, prayers, um, requests, entreat, pleas, to serve, to serve especially God, perhaps, thanks, um, to be thankful, to give thanks, express gratitude, witnesses, a record, and our witness, our ear witness. We are doing the lesson in a new way that we have never did it before, uh, which is um, um, on our cell phone. We don't know how it's going to come out. We're just beginning to do what we can to get the Sunday school lesson out. Why this lesson matters? People often look for relationships that provide them with strength and stability. Where do you find your strength? The gospel is the power of God to save everyone who believes. The lesson in focus. The personal experience contributes to the development of many types of relationships over the span of a lifetime. We develop relationships in different seasons at different stages 
and under different circumstances, in the different circumstances. Under different circumstances. Uh, some relationships are superficial, while others are significant, significant and deep. Significant and deep. Now, what does that mean, significant and deep? Some survive and others thrive across considerable physical distances, while others crumble and fail despite close proximity. Strong relationships require maintenance and effort to by all its participants. In today's technology age, we can remain connected with friends and loved ones through email, instant message, or social media. Through such interaction, we share our thoughts and the details of our lives with others, including with whom we are superficially connected. Relationships are based on a point of interconnection, of commonality, a shared faith, experience, belief, or heritage. We forfeit special blessings when we neglect to open ourselves to others and share the benefits of our experiences, spiritual and otherwise. God created us social beings to live in communities with others. Our lives greatly enriched when we maximize opportunities to manually sharing with others. Insights. As Christians, we we boldly believe that the gospel is for everyone and that every believer has a responsibility to help share the gospel according to the Great Commission. To help share the gospel according to the Great Commission. To help share the gospel according to the Great Commission. We are just not turning up the volume on the cell phone. We hope that um, we are doing it correctly. If not, we are going to make some changes later on. But anyway, we are attempting to get the lesson out for Sunday, July 11th, 2021. Our computer has went down, and we are trying to get the lesson out by cell phone. We hope it works. All right. As Christians, we boldly believe that the gospel is for everyone and that every believer has a responsibility to help share the gospel according to the Great Commission. See Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 19 through 20. Most believers do not hesitate to give God their prayers and attention. They approach God with earnest expectation, presenting him with a list of the particular things they desire. Believers that he will oblige and deliver every request. Believing that he will oblige and deliver every request. God is not a cosmic gift machine obligated to produce whatever we ask for or demand. He has the final word based on his plan. Design and time. Part of our spiritual journey toward maturity includes nurturing godly connections and relationships that inspire us to live faithfully and fulfill the calling of Christ in our lives. Our faith grows as we witness firsthand what God is doing in the lives of others. What God is doing in the lives of others. What is he doing in your life? He's doing in your life. What is he doing in your life? All right. We must grow to not be secretly or ashamed of our faith in Jesus Christ. Exposed to those who do not share our beliefs and new government rules may leave us hesitant to celebrate our faith and declare what we believe. Declare what we believe. And we must remain bold and wise. 
study God's word, the better we recognize that faithful obedience to Christ calls us to action, not just profession alone as we strive to do the work of the Lord. We must seek the company and companionship of other believers. Christian companionship help us gain comfort and strength for the Christian journey. All right, let's get into the lesson. All right, commentary coming from Romans verses 1, 8 through 10. First, I thank, this is verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken in throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, verse 9, for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Make a request, verse 10, make a request, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. <clears throat> One of the hallmarks of the Pauline epistles are his expressions of thanksgiving at the beginning of most writing. The pattern of acknowledging others and offering gratitude to God is evident. It's evident. Uh, as we turn the volume up here, we hope we are doing everything right, but we will know when we finish here. One of the hallmarks of Pauline epistles are his expression of thanksgiving at the beginning of most writing. This pattern of knowledge and others and offering gratitude to God is evidence of Paul's closeness to God and cheerful outlook. He often used the phrase to give thanks. See Romans 1, 8, <clears throat> Corinthians 1, 4, Ephesians 1, 16, Colossians 1, 3, 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, 2 Thessalonians 1, 3, and it goes on, several of them. Uh, Timothy also, First uh, Timothy 3, note that, Note that thanks and petition are offered to God through Jesus Christ. Paul did not elect to identify the person who was the object of his gratitude. <clears throat> In verse 9, Paul stresses the inward aspect of service. God alone knows the inward workings of man and was the only one who could credibly testify to the purity of Paul's motives for sharing the good news with the Romans. That is something that you need to understand. God knows the surety and purity of your intention. He knows. The others may hear you and see you and have some doubt or believe you, but God knows the truth of what you're doing and where it's coming from your heart. Not only does Paul mention the Romans frequently in his prayers, but he also prays and wrote about coming to them. Paul earnestly prayed for God's will in his life and ministry. In the case of Rome, he was not certain whether it was God's will for him to go to visit. And that God has said no, Paul continued to pray and press toward Rome. And that God had not said no, Paul continued to pray and press toward Rome. His affections for the Roman believed in apparent in his warm words of encouragement to them. Paul understood the power of maturity as saints shared together. They built one another up encourage one another along the journey of faith. All right, let's go to uh, a question for you. Do you make a habit of letting others know when you are praying for them? How about that? Do you let people know you and you're praying for them? All right, the Roman Christian had a contagious faith. Do you think today's Christians have the type of faith explained? What is taking place in Christianity today? What is taking place in the world today? What is taking place in this country today? 
We seem to be divided on all, every subject come up, we seem to be divided. But are we divided in the world? Satan is still controlling people and getting people to do things that they don't need to do. But you stay focused and stay with Christ. The walk with God is not one that is should be lightly taken. All right, commentary Romans verses 1, 11 through 13. For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts to the end ye may be established. He's telling the Romans that he longed to talk to them and give them things that help them make it into the kingdom of God. That is what I may be confident together with you by the mutual friends, both of you and me. And verse, uh, that's verse 12, verse 13. Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, but let hereunto that I might have some fruit among you, so even as among other Gentiles. All right. There are only two types of people in this world. There are many nations in the world, many countries and many places. There's only two types of people, the Jews, God's people, and the rest of us are Gentiles. The Romans are Gentiles, okay, whom he's specifically thinking about, speaking of, and where he's always referring to it and making overtones to. He wants them to be saved, all right? He wants them to be saved. And let me read something here. That 13 verse, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest, in order that I may have a harvest from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I've had among the other Gentiles. In other words, like I said before, he wants them to be saved as well. Paul's desire to impart a spiritual gift upon the Romans to strengthen their faith and work for the Lord. This was not some special gift as in Romans 12, 6 and 8, but the growing knowledge of various truths about God that would strengthen their Christian living and service. Paul knew he, his readers would be encouraged and confronted by an opportunity to visit together. Even the great evangelists, so full of the power of the Holy Ghost, saw plainly that he needed the encouragement that comes from Christian fellowship. Christian fellowship is important. That is why even with COVID and we're not able to assemble in the church, we're assembling on the parking lot, each of us in our individual cars with loudspeakers blaring out the word, our song, our praise, our preaching, our teaching uh, to you every Sunday. An idea just comes from maybe we could do Sunday school like that. But anyway, we we will work on that. Paul knew he had his readers would be encouraged and confronted by the opportunity to visit together. Even the great evangelist, so full of the power of the Holy Ghost, says plainly that he needed the encouragement that comes from Christian fellowship. Observe how the pronouns make his faith personal. Your faith and mine. Listen to that. Your faith and mine. The last phrase is verse 13. should be tied to the verb purpose. When connected, it would read, I purpose to come in order that I might have fruit among you or produce fruit among you. The readers in Rome were Gentiles, and Paul hoped to have the name, the same results from ministering to them as he had with other Gentiles he had visited. He believed by faith that God would produce 
a fruitful and productive harvest in Rome. A question for you. Have you ever felt hindered in the desire or efforts to make a spiritual connection with someone who needs God? Did you give up, persevere, or wait for God to open a door? Another question for you. For many people, the focus of Christianity is receiving a personal blessing. What do you think Paul would say to this explain? Hey, let's talk about that just for a second. We're always looking to receive something, but as a Christian, be willing to give something. Give the word. Give your attention. Give thanks. Make the person feel um, worthy, loved, cared for. Even though you may not get anything in return, you may get slapped. You may get whatever damage some did to you as for doing it. But you be willing to give what God has given you in order to help the person. Okay, let's look at Romans 1, 14 through 17. This is our last three verses. I am debtor both to the Greeks, to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. Look at this. Look at what he's telling me. Such as much as, verse 15, such as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. He is ready and willing, regardless of what the situation is, to give God's word to the Gentiles as well as to the Romans. When I say Romans, I'm speaking in a particular city, Rome, where there's a, a Gentile there. Verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. God's, first, God's people first, the Jews. The Greek, when he said the Greeks, he's saying Greek. That's another way of saying Gentile. Okay? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. You must believe. You must believe that Christ will be the way for you to heaven. You must have faith. You must be born again. You must believe in Jesus Christ. Verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You live by faith. You get up in the morning and go to work by faith, that you get there. You live by work, you go outside, you have faith that your car is going to start. The battery may be dead, but you have faith that it's going to start. And if the battery is dead, you have faith that you can get a charge and dump it off and go where you need to go. Have that faith. In other words, you believe it's going to happen <clears throat> before it even happens. Okay? I'm obligated both to the Greek and non-Greek, both of them to the wise and to the foolish. Look at that. In verse 14, Paul names the full gamut of the people of Romans, Greeks, barbarians, non-Greeks, wise and foolish, as well as the upper, middle, and lower class. He covers all elements. That's the same thing about us taking the gospel to all the people. It doesn't matter who they are, what their standard is, how rich they are, how poor they are, how whatever. Give them the gospel. Tell them the truth. And do it honestly from the heart, and God will give you the courage and the, and the, the strength to do what you need to do to get the word out. These are one to whom Paul felt compelled to preach the gospel with urgency. The message of the gospel is dynamic and relevant to every person from every background in life. Every background in life. Everyone. 
Paul was not ashamed of the gospel. How about you? Are you ashamed of the gospel? Do not be ashamed of the gospel. As he understood that as an individual is saved when his or her whole being responds to the gospel with complete trust and belief, you must have faith. You can't please God without faith and belief. The Greek word for belief is uh, pitino, which is the context of the text carrier, not only the way to believe in the gospel, but also total trust and commitment to the extent of turning one stuff over to the gospel. Although belief does not involve a response, it requires a non-straying commitment that relies wholeheartedly on Jesus Christ. That's trust and faith in Jesus. In the gospel, we find the righteousness of God is revealed unto us as he produced a righteousness within us. Paul stressed that righteousness is from faith. The righteousness which God brings into being is delivered and bestowed upon the Christian only because of faith. You can't please God without faith. Remember that. That's first. That's preeminent. That is the foundation. Faith in Jesus Christ. As the believer becomes increasingly aware of all that God's righteousness signifies, he must still fully commit himself. If he is to receive the righteousness of God, Paul placed faith first in his delivery, emphasizing it to show that faith is essential for a person to be just. The Greek word for just is dikonos, which can also be translated as upright or righteous. Faith plays a central role in every effort to live justly before God. We must remain truthful to God, words by faith, never straying and always trusting. Here's a question for you. What does it mean to be ashamed of the gospel? Are you ashamed of the gospel? Have you been ashamed of it? What does it mean to be ashamed? In other words, you don't want to, if you feel um, dejected, you feel, uh, uh, um, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be around this person. You're ashamed. You don't want to be seen be seen with you or associated with you. You feel that you are somehow better or that you are better than that person and, and to be with them will bring you down. That's just something that you don't want. Don't be ashamed of people. With whom, which groups or types of people are you more comfortable with sharing your faith? How about you? Share your, your trust in God and God's word and what he did in your life with everybody. Don't be ashamed of sharing it. All right, many Christians are ashamed of the gospel today. In what ways do they demonstrate their shame? What is the impact of their attitude on believers? Look at that. They are ashamed, they won't come to church. If they're ashamed, they won't go to Bible study. If they're ashamed of gospel, they may not even read the Bible. All right. Some uh, thoughts for you. This week, thank God daily for his saving grace and pray for a greater burden for lost souls and renewed passion for sharing the good news with others. This week, instead of complaining about a community, national, or world concern, Commit the master to God and ask him to show you how to make a difference. This week, instead of complaining about a community, nationality, or world concern, commit the matter to God and ask him to show you how to make a difference. Have you ever thought about your personal life and what it is? I did this afternoon. It was raining a little bit, and I was looking out the window, and I thought about my situation and what I was going through. And I ask God to, to, to give me the wisdom, the knowledge, and what I need to 
weather through whatever this thing is that I'm going through. But God is always there. So when you need him, go to him and pray and be thankful. All right. Paul's letter to the Romans is a gift to us to strengthen us in all matters of faith. As you commit to mutually encouraging others in the faith, ask the Holy Spirit to empower you daily to live righteously and pray for the salvation of the world, believing that it is possible. Salvation of the world. Even though there's so many different people, so many different things, so many things going on in the world, just think for just this moment, what are all of the things that are going on in the world? Guess what? God knows about every one of them. Sin flourishes in the world, but God still commands that you live righteously. Paul communicated this when he said it was the gospel of Jesus Christ that transformed his life. That is so true. The gospel can transform your life. If I had did not have the spirit of Jesus Christ in me, I would not have been looking out the window asking God to give me the strength to do what and whether whatever things I'm going through. I had trust and I had faith that God would listen to me. The world still needs to hear the gospel, affirm the power of God. Salvation is family and friends by sharing it. Salvation in family and friends by sharing it. Let me read that again. Affirm the power of God's salvation in family and friends by sharing the gospel, sharing God's word. Now, next week, the lesson for Sunday, July the 18th, 2021, God willing, We'll be back on the computer. If not, we'll try to do it by the phone. Well, we're going to find out how we did today on the phone. But anyway, next week, the lesson for Sunday, July 18, 2021, is Seeking Assurance. The devotional reading is Genesis 15, verses 1 through 6. The background scripture is Romans 4, and the printed text is Romans 4, verses 1 through 12. All right. Make sure that you check out the lesson for Monday, July the 12th, God's Covenant with Abraham, Genesis 15, 1 through 8, Tuesday, July the 13th. All the world's promises are blessed through Abraham, Genesis 12, verses 1 through 9. Then on Wednesday, July the 14th, a promise realized by faith, not law. That's in Romans 4, verses 13 through 15. Then on Thursday, July the 15th, for all who have shared Abraham's faith, that's in Romans 4, 16 through the 18th verse. Then on Friday, July the 16th, Abraham believes despite impossible odds, Romans 4, verses 19 through 21. Then Saturday, July the 17th, in Christ, believers share Abraham's faith, Romans 4, 22 through 25. Then on Sunday, the Sunday school lesson, July the 18th, Abraham, father of the faithful, Romans 4, verses 1 through 12. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch Baptist Church, we hope that we were able to get the lesson out. We will soon know in a few minutes as we give it time to upload to our radio station. Anyway, God willing, stand in the strength, stand in the strength of the salvation we receive in Christ Jesus. You have prepared us and equipped us by your spirit to do great works. Lead us into your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. God willing, your word will go forward. Thank you. On behalf of all of us here at Antioch Memorial Baptist Church, Reverend Oliver, our pastor, Sister Joshua, our first lady, and all of us at the church, we have church service today, uh, uh, and we hope that you will be a part of it. On behalf of all of us, we thank you, and we'll see you next time.
on. Okay.